Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 welcome times 13. If you want to run with the Game Changers, you're in the right place. If you can tell, I'm very excited. This is part one of a six-episode special. This is the season to be jolly and merry and look into the future. So welcome to Coffee Break with Game Changers, episode number 350, in case you're keeping count, so am I. And this is the launch of our 2019 predictions special. I am Bonnie D. Graham. Let me start out with an opening quote. We call it The Buzz. Those if you've been listening all year long. And here's a quote from Carl Christian Steinke. He was a Danish politician, 1880 to 1973 were his dates. It is difficult to make predictions, especially about the future. Well, I want to say, well, duh, but he's not around to listen. But you know what? We're going to try. So if you're wishing and hoping, dreaming and praying for a real-time crystal ball to give you a sneak peek at what 2019 just might bring for your company, your industry in the world, we have got the next best thing. Today is December 5th, 2018, and on five weeks coming up, December 12th, 19th, January 9th, 16th, and 23rd, that's 2019, you'll hear from more than 80, that's right, eight zero thought leaders who are sharing their lightning fast predictions on the technologies, the strategies, and the trends that can help you grow and compete better in 2019 and beyond. We like to call this our prediction on steroids. There you go. Live today, I've got 13 thought leaders who are going to share their insights on what they think is coming up or down the pike or the road, as you will. So welcome, and let me tell you who my first set of panelists are. In just a moment, we'll be hearing from Sean Sievertson. He's a managing partner with Convergent IS, from building compelling digital experiences for web and mobile to developing products that make mundane tasks fun. I love that, Sean. Sean and his team drive innovation and enterprise prizes that want to improve their digital experiences. Second up will be Brian T. Kalish. He says in addition to his robust consulting and advisory practice, he has spoken all over the world and writes on a regular basis. He hosts FP&A roundtable meetings in North America, Europe, Asia, and South America. He's busy guy. And third up on this segment is Gerard Das. He has been in the distributed application space for 15 years and big data since he introduced Hadoop to major banks on Wall Street all the way back in 2010. Welcome to the three of you. Sean Severson, you're up first. Let's have your predictions on steroids. Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, you bet. Thanks so much, Bonnie. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this next year because we're, we're going to be able to build on some of the momentum that we've seen uh, in, the, in the last few here. And, and some of that, to me, really starts to, to manifest itself around the user experience. And that, that tends to be how, how, we, how we approach things. So when we think about some of the things that we've that we've seen in the last few years that I think are really going to get get their next step up and get their their next generation or their next evolution is things like bots. When we think about how how poor the experience had been in a few a few years ago or how how mechanical it felt um, when you when you interacted with a bot of some kind or or some sort of robotic process automation. When we when we think about how that can be. Um, you know, referenced against some of the innovations that we've seen around the assistants, mm-hmm. things like the Google Assistant, the Siri, and actually some of these assistants actually getting a fair bit smarter and, and considering 
deeper context, which on one hand can be creepy if they've got access to that much information, mm-hmm. but on the other hand can really help you save time when you say, hey, go find me this message or go find me photos of or go book me uh, a restaurant reservation for someone that's not, for instance, on uh, one of the online reservation systems. These are some of the things that in, in more of a consumer space can really, can really kick up. But then when you take that the next step over into the enterprise, then you can start to think about all of those complex business processes that need a lot more enterprise context to successfully navigate them. And there's complex processes and complex policies and things like that that usually sit on a binder behind somebody's desk. I think this is really the time where between some of the innovations and evolution of machine learning and and voice interaction and even just the the more natural language recognition, even if it's through text, you you can not just move away from the old transaction codes of years gone by, but you can move into something rich and something something interactive that, that can challenge you to help fill in the gaps um, and present you with context that will help you make a decision better or help you more effectively navigate to your goal. Thank you very much, John. Quick question for you. We did a show recently with some futurists talking about if we in our lifetimes will live to see an AI CEO, meaning a bot sitting in the lead chair in the C-suite. Yes or no? What do you think? Between now and let's say 2047 is the prediction. Agree or disagree? I think there's uh, I think there's already some investment firms that are practically doing that already, and the the first okay. taking the calls on what to invest in. I, I think I think we're part way there. Now you just put them in the in the big chair. Thank um, you. There I, you go. I, I would go. Yeah. In the hot seat. Thank you. Let me move on to Brian T. Kalish at Brian. Can Brian your Brian T. Kalish Consulting. Brian, welcome. I'm so happy to have you back. It's time for your predictions. You've got two minutes. Hit it. Great. Well, thank you again. Uh, Bonnie, for being here. And I think a lot of it, you know, I think Sean actually set a lot up as, you know, I think we're in this very transformational time period. So technology is driving a lot of what's going on. I would say kind of looking at 2016, and I'll even cheat and backslash 2020 in there. But I think one of the things, you know, predictive analytics and data will just continue to to, to drive business decisions. Um, Kind of what uh, Sean mentioned, robotics mm-hmm. is, is going to continue to take more and more operations over, you know, basically freeing or liberating people from this low-value backslash no-value activity uh, and get humans doing what they're good at, which is analysis. So it's, it's not robotics or robots replacing people. It's mm-hmm. working with robotics to utilize people in a much more efficient, much more valuable way. Uh, I I'd say the third point would be, you know, next generation of cloud computing will continue to just, you know, spark an explosion of connected devices. I mean, I think we're now moving to a world of, and I always like learning new terms, but it's uh, bronchobytes. So it's 10 to the 27th. Mm. That's the amount of data that we're talking about these days. Can you spell and, that, Brian? How do you spell that? Bronchobytes? What's the spelling? Um, I believe it's it's, so it's Bronto, so B-R-O-N-T-O, bite. Bronto bite. I, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm more the math guy than the English guy. <laughs> so it's, but that's where we're, you know, it's not terabytes anymore. We're, you know, it's really moving to these incredibly huge amounts of data that just basically a human, you know, we can't throw humans at the problem anymore. We really are going to have to uh, adapt and bring in some really high, powerful tools. Um, and then certainly kind of an addition to that is, you know, the, the processes and the technologies that we use for budgeting will, you know, will continue um, to evolve. And 
for me, what it's, it's where we're really moving to is, is trying to create, you know, an analytics culture, you know, for data-driven decisions. Um, and so we need to utilize our people, the processes, which is often the weak point, the technology, and the piece that people often forget is the culture and the mindset. So I think that is really the trajectory that we're on, certainly in 19 and heading towards 20, in, into, our, into, into the 20s. Thank you very much. Yes, don't we wish we were still heading into our 20s, Brian? I, have a, I found a quick article here on data, F-L-O-Q. I don't know how to pronounce that, .com. The amount of data is growing at such an explosive rate. We have gone, no, I don't want to buy your magazine. We've gone past the ordinary decimal system. Organizations like NSA and FBI, are ready for this, are talking about YOTA bytes, Y-O-T-T-A bytes, regarding the information they have on citizens. Uh-oh, in the near future, we'll be talking about Bronto bites regarding sensory data. There you go. I'm going to post that link because it's fascinating. They have the number of, of the, the power, 10 to the 21st. Vizetabytes, petabytes were 10 to the 15th power. Gigabytes were only a measly 10 to the 9th power. Megabytes, 10 to the 6th. Who cares anymore? Thank you very much for that, Brian. Gerard Das, you're up next. I'm ready for your prediction. Go ahead, Gerard. So, we are going past the era of the internet, the smartphone, and search. We are in big time into machine learning and cryptocurrency right now. And I'm focusing on machine learning because so many people are talking about it. Here's where I see machine learning going in 2019. Lot of, uh, it'll affect the healthcare industry. As more people are wearing wearables, it'll facilitate more genetic alterations and typing. And it will make a huge impact on healthcare. I would not be surprised if Amazon big, moves big into healthcare. That's my first. The okay. second is it's not going to replace people. You have to scale people. And the amount of data that's coming in, you have to feed all these algorithms. There will be a new class of employment called data feeders. And that's not going to come for free. There has to be people. But at the same time, it will scale um, processes. For instance, uh, you may have a thousand people to look at a million pictures. Uh, it'll come down to ten people looking at million pictures to take the pictures which are not recognizable and classify them because of machine learning. So we'll get a lot more pictures into action. We are going to see a lot of uh, changes in the auto industry. You know, Tesla, mm. uh, Tesla is the number one luxury automaker, and they have a new car every day because when you step in, the software changes. And the car of the future is going to be very different. It's going to transform all the cities. It's going to transform living. We may not recognize the car in a few years, but that's coming. The last but not least, which is surprising, is the Internet model are going to capital investment now. Example, mm. Yelp was an online software program. It was an app you went towards uh, uh, getting some information about nearby stuff. Now they're... You, people are asking for DoorDash, which is delivery of that stuff. What can you get from the Internet? So you're seeing all the, the big companies like Amazon going towards a retail presence, which is kind of strange because they started by saying no capital investment, all Internet business, and now they're getting to the warehouses and other stuff that Walmart got a few years ago. So net-net, a lot of machine learning impact, cryptocurrency because... People have to trust each other and build applications across the Internet. Um, and we are quietly moving 
past social media and search in the year 2019. Thank you very, very much, Gerard. Appreciate that. Gerard, I'm going to start with you and quickly go around the table. What's your favorite holiday beverage? Do you have anything special on ice for Christmas, New Year's, whatever you celebrate? Gerard, give me your beverage, and then we'll circle around to Sean and Brian. Go ahead, Gerard. I like, uh, I like mulled wine at this time of the year. Summer, mm. it's sangria. Now it's mulled wine. Sounds good. You put a cinnamon stick in that to stir it, I think? Yes. Ah, I remember that. Thank you very much. Sean Sievertson, favorite beverage for the holidays. You know, I'm liking the sound of the mulled wine, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm usually a straight-up espresso. Uh, maybe I'll add some, some honey or some cream to it on a, on a good day, make it a, make it a brevet latte, make it a full-fat latte. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And Brian T. Kalish, what's your favorite drink for the holidays? Well, you know I'm a port guy, so uh, I'm kind of in between vintages. So I'm a, a big fan of 30 años, but uh, you know uh, the declared years were uh, 85, which is now getting a little long, uh, and waiting for 94 to really you know blossom. So uh, either either year is fine with me, and whether it's a, a Grams or a Fonseca or a Taylor's, I'm I'm a happy man. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you're a happy man, and I'm a happy host because the three of you started off our wonderful six week. You know, I made it six weeks this time because we had such an overflow of people on the waiting list last year. I couldn't accommodate them, so I figured six weeks will do it. We're just about at the right measure. So, Sean Severson at Convergent IS. Happy holidays, Brian T. Kalish at Brian T. Kalish Consulting. Happy holidays, and Gerard Das at SAP. Thank you to the three of you for being my opening panel. We're going to take a really quick break. Rumor has it we've got our three next panelists on the line. We'll be back with Dr. Christian Kugelmeyer with Maggie Goralska and Ellen Sasson. So you know the drill. Don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. More predictions coming up. Aaron out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network you're enjoying coffee break with game changers presented by sap you can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. 
Here we are. This is segment two of part one of a six-week 2019 prediction special. I'm still Bonnie D. Graham. Very happy to be here. And let me tell you who my next three special guests are for our predictions on steroids. So in a moment, we'll be hearing from Dr. Christian Kugelmeyer, one of three founders of a company called Vorsprung at Work. He loves to hold lectures at the University of Applied Management Studies in Mannheim, and his company helps organizations evolve into structures where employees are best empowered to deliver their individual abilities for the direct benefit of the customer. I think every company aspires to that, Christian. Joining him on this segment, Maggie Goralska, Marketing Director, looking after SAP Partners demand generation programs in Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. She has more than 20 years of experience with top tech brands, including, of course, SAP, HP, and even Daimler-Benz. And rounding out this panel, Ellen Sassong, one of our favorite ladies in the automotive industry. She's an automotive industry advisor with SAP. Before Ellen earned her MBA, she was an advertising copywriter. We have to talk about that offline someday. In 2003, she joined IBM's automotive industry team and spent 10 years focused on tier one suppliers, OEMs, and their journeys to da, 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 the connected car and Internet of Things. So welcome to my three guests, Dr. Christian Kugelmeyer. You're up first. Predictions, two minutes, go. Bonnie, it's a pleasure to be on the show again. And when Thank my you. previous panelists, they were talking about data and uh, the works, and I'm, I want to really focus on world economy because I'm very concerned about what's going on and my prediction for 2019 is that we're going to see a crisis very similar to the one that we saw in 2008 when all the banks tumbled. And um, I think we're all spending money that we haven't got. And sooner or later, the world is going to feel that. And I feel that in 2019, time may have come. And not that I'm hoping that's going to happen, but it could. And we're all going to go scratch our heads and think, oh, well, I remember all that Lehman stuff. And now it's happening again. Are we not able mm-hmm. to learn as humankind from the mistakes that we've made? And uh, here comes the bad part, and I think that we have learned. I think the patterns that brought us there are repeating, and um, they're actually accelerating, and actually, from my point of view, going to be even worse. Um, In our neighboring country, France, they're almost on the verge of civil war, if if you follow the news, and, you know, there's a lot of very disturbing things going on, and I feel um, there's still too much ego in the world. There's still too much greed. Mm. There's still too much much head in, like, non-thinking about what we're actually doing with our world, with our economy, with ourselves and if we don't manage to turn it around in due time to focus on one another to give one another more recognition more love that we stop our ego trips and finally start caring about one another not only on a personal level but also on an economic level that we start really delivering value consciously to the other without being rewarded hugely for ourselves the world is going to uh, get a serious problem and i hope it's not going to happen I hope we're going to be smart enough to learn. I hope we're going to be able to come overcome that crisis with our hearts and our brains. Um, but we just need to gel these two a little bit better than we did previously because that's the worst thing that can happen, that you repeat a mistake. You can always make one, but don't make it twice. And I feel in 2019 that could happen. I hope it's not going to. I, oh, you have anything positive to give us a quick positive prediction, Christian? I want something really so people can say, wow, that's really going to come true. Give me a quick plus sign. Well, the, what do great, you think? The, the great news is, you know, that we're all moving towards, you know, meditation and spirituality and all these things are really starting to, to become a factor in society. And these things are going to help us overcome egos, overcome the greed that's brought us to this particular point in time. So I feel there's also a huge movement that's very positive towards the future. So, uh, you know, there's always hope and we have to start with ourselves. I mean, we're all guilty and unguilty at the same time. We can always work on ourselves 
and make this world a better place. And I'm very hopeful. I'm doing my part, and I hope everybody will too. Thank you. I think we are here on our prediction special. Maggie Goralska, you're up next. Maggie, positive predictions. Talk to me. <laughs> okay, Bunny. So there we go. Um, the strategy of SAP is really to fo- focus on intelligent enterprise, and that actually blends a lot of what our panelists were talking about, so the latest and great- greatest of the top technologies, IOTs, robotics, machine learnings, uh, all these kind of like fantastic revolution that is coming. So all that is great and terrific, but me as a marketeer and probably a lot of people that are also in that position thinking, how do I get my head around it? How can I actually make it bring to the market? Um, knowing the fact that the Z generation is coming to business, mm-hmm. so we're talking about millennials being important, now is the next generation coming and they're going to play the major role uh, over time. So for the prediction, they entering the market, they're going to be our new customers. How do we get around this and actually make the solutions, the products, all the fantastic stuff that we're having developing uh, together with the technology to these people? So as a marketeer, we've got kind of this kind of like famous um, uh, a balance between cowboy marketing, we call it, and smart marketing, we call it. So how do we go for cowboy marketing where people kind of like discover yet the next thing around the corner and want to shoot and get it uh, into sort of like being smart? There is so much to choose from. There is so much to be smart about that for us as marketeers, it's really going to be a challenging year to get our head around this understand all these new channels and how to get to uh, our new customers. Automation and robotics is fantastic, but what we're seeing is actually people want to be uh, in touch with someone. They really want to Mm -hmm. have an authentic relationship with an individual. So the pendulum is swinging to the other end as much as the automation is great. Personalization is fantastic, but what the customers really start to value is the uh, an individual, a human being. So it will be fantastic to have a robotic CIO. <laughs> on the other <laughs> hand, um, the customers will probably remember someone who is a real person. So as marketers, we're actually trying to get our head around these things and see how we can get the knowledge of digesting all this and making it available to our customers and bring the solutions to the to the customers in a way that they're going to enjoy it, they're going to understand it. So content is a king. Creativity is going to be a big trend. Um, personalization is going to be a big trend. So within marketing, these uh, these dimensions are actually going to be key um, for all of us that are in that business. Thank you, Maggie. And you just reminded me what you were talking about, a Maya Angelou quote, one of my favorites. She said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that's what you're talking about, I believe, the human interaction. Thank you so much. I'm going to move on quickly to Ellen Sesso. And Ellen, our automotive industry advisor at SAP, what's your prediction? I need something about connected cars or autonomous or something. Ellen, go ahead. So I, I feel like I'm the California girl here, even though I'm from Detroit, because I was just at the L.A. Auto Show. Um, it's just a different time in auto, but I also think, and I'm going to get to this, it, it kind of addresses Christian's point and Maggie's point, 
the world has flipped to a very personalized kind of market size of whatever your minimum viable market is in automotive. We're seeing a plethora of electric vehicles, right, which are very unique to different people, use cases that are driven by a certain audience instead of like mass produced for everybody. We're seeing large autos, look at General Motors, um, getting rid of plants, moving to more focused on autonomous. 12 months from now, I'm going to be talking about autonomous. This year, I'm talking about electric vehicles. There's over 1 million that were sold in 2018. It's better for the environment, which I feel like is a lot, not just customized to people, but personalized to their passions and their purpose. A lot of people feel really good about wind and solar driving, you know, that energy driving vehicles is pretty exciting. So electric vehicles, first step, and it's fast, got here faster than anyone thought. VW just announced yesterday they will stop making combustion engines in 2026. So I think the, the mobility industry, the way people move, not only that, but the way people, many people are employed, is, is just exploding with different ideas. You know, electric scooters, electric bikes, electric vehicles, new vehicles, um, shared, autonomous, all this stuff coming home. But for 20, 2019, the story is electric vehicles and, and personal choice and purpose. I think people feel good about making a choice that's good for the environment. And then last comment. I really see the change in automotive as bridging the gap between the West and China because China has taken the lead here and, and when we're coming along and developing. But I, I think the world gets better when we share things like electric vehicles, autonomous driving. Anyway, that's my whole point. I think the world's getting better. Thank you. I like I like that balancing. Okay. I like the balancing act. The world is getting better. Yes. Do you think millennials are influencing the sharing economy and the idea of going electric? And quickly, Ellen, what will be the impact on the power grid when we all or many of us go to, not me, but go to electric cars? Just quick thought. Quick thought is there's new business models around that, around charging and, and managing and Hopefully, SAP is going to be in that business as well. That the grid is a key part. So, energy cities, cities suddenly making money in a different way with parking and electric vehicle charging. It's all changing. It's really remarkable. So. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Let's go quickly around the table. We have two minutes left to our next segment. I want to know, Dr. Christian Kugelmeyer, what's your favorite beverage? Anything special on ice or uh, buried in a cooler somewhere for Christmas and the New Year's Eve holiday? I don't even need to think twice. It's winter time in the Northern Hemisphere, so I'm definitely going to be having Italian red wine, both for Christmas and for New Year. I love um, the deep red Barolo. Ah, that's what I was looking for, the, the, the grape. Thank you very much, deep red bar- Barolo. I like that. I'll have to take a look for that. Maggie Goralska, where are you in the world, and what's your holiday drink going to be? Oh, for us, this is kind of like now this two, three weeks before Christmas. They are full of Glühwein and Christmas marks. So then um, it is uh, mold wine. We call it Glühwein and all variations of it. And we go and actually meet colleagues and friends at Christmas markets and then have a sip here and a sip there. So it is just an experience rather than the actual drink. But these things just can go together. When you smell it, like the cinnamon and all these other spices along with this, you know it's Christmas coming. So that's the one. Thank you very much, Ellen Sasson. Favorite drink for holidays? Tell me. I'm going to go with the deep red burgundy from, I'm going to honor France today, from Amboise, from the wine region of France. 
a, a deep burgundy. Would be a wonderful winter because I live in a warm climate. So that's my choice. Wonderful. I Thank we you. Like each other, Ellen. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I was going to say we've got two red wine drinkers. I've got the red hair and the red convertible, the convertible with the red, uh, red rag top. So I think we'll all be. I think Maggie has red hair. I think we're a good group here. I want to say thank you to Dr. Kristen Kugelmeyer. Thank you to Maggie Goralska. Thank you to Ellen Sesso, and have a great holiday. I'm ready to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to have three or four more panelists. I know that Chris Carter at Aproyo was on the line. I know we have Richard Mooney at SAP, and I know we have Sam Smith. From Stellar 1C and Sam Smith's company has been tweeting all morning about this. So has a proyo with our friend Chris Carter. We're waiting for one more panelist, but we're going to take our break. So, Bonnie D. Graham here. Don't even think about going away. We'll be right back. Aaron out. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime anywhere and on any device www.sap.com business news and discussions are always changing in order to stay ahead of the game sometimes you need to be a follower you can follow the voice america business channel on twitter at voice am business again that's at voice am business and stay current You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Yes, indeed. We are not taking a coffee break. We're working hard to bring you predictions on steroids from, uh, we're going to have about 12 or 13 people here on today's show. So this is segment three, and I have three more guests who are waiting so patiently to share their predictions. Let me tell you who they are. First up will be Chris Carter, the founder and CEO of Aproyo. He works with businesses around the globe to help them in their journey to the usage of big data. Chris has earned national recognition. I bet it's international by now. Chris, by the American SAP Users Group and SAP, Hadoop World, Cloud Expo, and more. Joining him on the segment, Richard Mooney, Lead Product Manager for the SAP Predictive Analytics product portfolio. Richard spent two years working as an innovation expert using techniques like, I love this, design thinking, ROI analysis, that's a new one for me, and ideation to drive customer innovation and value. And rounding out the panel is the Sam Smith. Yes, he's not going to sing for us. He's the Director of Sales and Marketing at Stellar One Consulting. At the age of 18, Sam helped his father start a company that did over $2 million in sales in its first year. And ever since, he's been helping small companies leverage technology really really cool so chris carter welcome happy holidays and chris we're ready for your two minutes of predictions give me some good news go ahead happy holidays i think 2019 
is going to be a phenomenal year in the SAP ecosystem, simply for the fact of not only them, but in other parts of technology, we are going to see organizations come to grips with artificial intelligence, with big data, with analytics choices that are going to be fit for their group um, or their industry segment. And it's going to lead us forward to the growth where companies need to move to the on HANA premise. And it's going to really start to take off in 2019. You're starting to see that tail start to kick in right now. Mm. And I think individuals are starting to grasp how great this can be for their companies, for their staff, and for the entities that they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. I'm excited. Thank you. I, I know you're excited, and, and Chris, you work so hard to keep the excitement going. I had the pleasure of meeting you at uh, at SAP Sapphire a year ago in Orlando. Yeah. It was really exciting to meet you and your team. You had a party in the Ice House. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. I'd like to say that it was, was cool fun. beans, but it was... It was cool ice. Yes, it was really cool. Thank cool you ice. very much. Thank you very much. Hang tight. Let's go to Richard Mooney. Richard, I'm ready for your predictions. Go ahead. So I, I guess um, I think with a great deal of confidence that there will be at least one massive negative news story about a big company using machine learning and customer data to do something naughty. And <laughs> equally, there will be at least one massive negative news story about some form of job losses due to machine learning. Uh, and in parallel with that, there will be no news stories about the continued improvements that people make as they start to really deploy this out. And I, I think that this is all part of predictive machine learning becoming mainstream for analytics organizations. And that the result of that is that a lot of back-end business processes are going to be automated. It's going to make companies a lot more efficient. It's going to open up all types of opportunities for them to do things that they wouldn't have been able to do before without the help of machines. And figuring out that balance is going to be part of the journey. And I think that's something that we're all going to experience over the next year. And I, I think that we'll all have a much better understanding of what the future will look like by then. And hopefully a lot of the fear-mongering, a lot of the type of concerns people have Mm-hmm. will be replaced by an appreciation of the opportunity because even if there is no positive news story about these particular things, um, it, it, it people can see the benefits of these things happening around them on an ongoing basis and they're going to feel very positive about these benefits. Thank you very much. I have a quick question for you, Richard. We talk about people being fearful that their jobs will be replaced. We talk about having machines do the mundane, the basic, the repetitive, the B-O-R-I-N-G. I want to spell that in case there were children in the room, the boring tasks. And and elevating to the jobs that require the more high-level human brain work, the, the humanity that we have, our ability to think and be flexible, different from how machine learning will let machines think. So my, my question to you is... Is, do you think that that the wiping out of the lower level jobs where they just do repetitive tasks, they just do the basic repetitive mundane B-O-R-I-N-G jobs, that that will be a problem culturally because maybe these people are not ready to or have not been trained to do what we call the higher level human demanding? Any quick thoughts on that, Richard? I think that it has the potential to be disruptive. And like I said earlier on, it has the potential that like a particular type of news story could generate a huge amount of newsprint, could generate a huge amount of commentary. Mm-hmm. 
But in in general, like for these higher level tasks or these these opportunities that are going to be generated for people, the companies are going to need people. And and ultimately, it's not like either in Ireland or North America at the moment we've a, we've a gigantic unemployment problem compared to other years. So these companies are going to have to be creative in training the people that are available. And the people who are going to be available are the people who 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 might may have been disrupted by this. Mm-hmm. And there could be a bit of time between actually that problem being created and it being solved. But I, I'm confident it will be solved. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Sam Smith, you've been so patient with me going off on a tangent there. Sam Smith, love to get your predictions. Welcome and talk to me. Awesome. Thanks for having me on the show, Bonnie. Um, my prediction for this year um, is as follows. So we're in an on-demand personalized economy. We are, as consumers, we are conditioned to be able to open up our phones. We'll have a, uh, a list of products that's already predicted for us there based on our past purchases um, and our trends. And uh, we're able to order that and have that delivered in, in hours and, uh, or even short amount of days. So we are accustomed to be able to get what we want when we want. And that is going to translate into the technology consulting world for small and mid-sized businesses. In order for small and mid-sized businesses to be able to uh, adopt these new technologies at scale, uh, they're going to need to be able to understand what those things are going to cost and how long it's going to take to implement them. So you're going to see, um, you're going to see time and materials-based projects go away. Um, they scare people. Um, they do not provide the certainty that small and medium-sized businesses need in order to be able to adopt new technologies. So you're going to see more on-demand development services. People to know, uh, companies want to know what things are going to cost them to adopt new technologies and how long it's going to take to have those implemented up and live. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting. Uh, let me go around the table and ask each of you a question I asked in the opening segment. We have a little bit of extra time here, and I want to make sure that we fill it. And I'm also going to ask you, of course, what your favorite holiday beverage is. But what I'd like to know is I did a show recently. I don't think any of you were on that panel where we talked about the possibility by 2047 or sooner of a bot AI CEO sitting at the lead chair in the C-suite. And I understand that some of my previous panelists today said that that's already happening. There are some investments being made in that. And then we talked about the fact that what about the human side? We quoted Maya Angelou. People will remember how you made them feel. So my question to all of you, let's start with Chris Carter. Do you think anytime soon in our lifetime, Chris, let's not talk about our ages, please. In our lifetime, will we see the cover of Time magazine having a bot CEO there? What do you think? Yes or no? Yes, there will be companies that will do that because they don't take the human activity and the human human happiness and love and thought processes into it. They're going to be for those companies that don't need that type of activity. Okay, thank you very much. Richard Mooney, what do you think? Will we see a bot, an, an AI CEO? No. Oh. Uh, I don't think we will in our lifetime. And, um, like, I, 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 I think that the thing is what drives us in the capital markets and in things to form companies is to make money. And to, to have a bot CEO or, like, to have a, an, like a completely autonomous company with no human guidance 
what we would need is for the bots to want to make money for themselves. And uh, I, ah. I just don't see that happening. So, like, you know, you, you could you could be awkward about it and say, well, the you know, the board is human and the, and the CEO is a bot. But, like, at some level, like, that that to me is, is, is I, I, I'm not, I haven't thought about this enough to be an expert on it, but it, it feels to me that, there would, that, that, that there's something broken between where we are now and, and getting there. Interesting. Very interesting. Let's go around the table one more time before we go to our final segment. Mr. Chris Carter, I'll ask you where you are today. Where are you going to be for the holidays and what's your favorite drink? Go ahead. So today I'm at the Milwaukee airport getting ready to get on a plane. My oh. favorite drink for the holiday season is McKellen Scotch, preferably an 18 or older. And since I have a new bottle of McKellen M, I will be drinking a lot of that this holiday season with my relatives over. Very happy to hear that. You'll have family. That's wonderful. Richard Mooney, where are you yeah. going to be for the holidays and what's your favorite drink? I will be at home in Kilkenny, Ireland. And of course, I need to make a plug for Guinness beer uh, in order that our um, in order that I have continued success around the world, and I do love a pint of Guinness at the holidays when I'm hanging out with friends. Lovely. Very nice to know. And Mr. Sam Smith, holidays, drink, beverage? Uh, I, I wouldn't be a true Southern Californian if I didn't say pumpkin spice latte while I'm wearing my Ugg boots. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Awesome. Okay, pumpkin spice latte. You know something I hear that there there's so everybody puts pumpkin in something at this time of the year and I have to tell you that I gave myself permission 2 days ago to bake my pumpkin chocolate chip muffins. It's a very complicated but well worth it recipe and they are just phenomenal and this year I put some chocolate chips in the oven on top of each of the muffins. I made the little minis and the regular size and I got a lot out of this recipe and then when it was done I just kind of smushed the melted chocolate chip over the top of the muffins and it was wonderful so that's my contribution but you know I'm not having any coffee today no caffeine for me I want to thank Chris Carter always such a pleasure to speak with you Chris same for Richard Mooney and same for Sam Smith I'm Bonnie D. Graham we're going to take our final break and when we come back three more panelists are going to share their predictions on steroids for 2019 don't go away Aaron out business you'll find the experts here voice america business network the time for enterprise mobility is now according to idc by 2013 over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology comprising 34.9 percent of the workforce the impact of mobility on business is clear increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision making in real time no matter where they are SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com Business news and discussions are always changing. In order to stay ahead of the game, sometimes you need to be a follower. You can follow the Voice America Business Channel on Twitter at VoiceAMBusiness. 
Again, that's at Voice AM Business and stay current. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Welcome back. This is segment four of our first very, very exciting 2019 prediction special here on Coffee Break with Game Changers. If you're just joining us, let me tell you who my final three panelists are. We're going to wrap this up, I hope, with some really good positive news. In a moment, I'll be introducing you to Gray Scott. He's one of the world's leading experts in the field of emerging technology and a visionary futurist board member of the World Future Society. He hosts Futuristic Now. I've seen some of his podcasts, and they are wow. This is a new techno-philosophy web series that covers relevant future-related topics, welcoming him back. He's our go-to futurist. Gray knows that. Joining him on this segment is Profil Karant, the SAP Industry Advisor for Retail Hardlines and Supply Chain for Consumer Industries. That's a very long title, Profil. That includes retail consumer products and wholesale distribution. He has 25 years and more of supply chain and post-merger integration experience as an industry practitioner and management consultant. And rounding out the panel is someone near and dear to me. He's my manager, David Yonker, Vice President. He leads the SAP Insights Research Center. We are thought leaders. We're a group of thought leaders. David specializes in documentary films and leading a research team. He, uh, His team, let me describe it, is a creative editorial-driven research group publishing insights into how technology innovation addresses business, economic, and social issues today and tomorrow. And I think that's where his production is going to go. So thank you to the three of you for joining me. Let's wrap the show up with some great predictions. Gray Scott, you are up first. Talk to me. So, Bonnie, I just wanted to recap from your last show. I know I missed. Uh, I was scheduled to be on the one about the AI CEO. Yes, yes. Uh, I know you've asked other panelists. And I just want mm-hmm. to say quickly, um, I do see that happening. Uh, the reason is because the data that we're collecting is so enormous that we're actually going to have to use machines to help us understand the data that's coming in. Because it's, when you think about data coming in in real time, especially as we move towards 5G and edge technologies, no human can deal with that kind of data. So we have to have a machine that can quantify that data, crunch that data, and give us answers quickly in real time to our questions. So that's the reason I think you will see some sort of AI CEO, whether that's a partnership with a human mm-hmm. or whether it's a standalone system. Quickly on to my positive emerging technology yes. forecast. Um, because of the negative things that have happened, the fires in California, flooding, things like that, mudslides, I think it's really shaken 
uh, Silicon Valley. I think it's you know when San Francisco, when the air in San Francisco is not breathable and when it the the sun disappears, I think it has really shaken the tech industry. And I think you're really going to see uh, advancements in environmental AI, and that is things like tree planting drones, where the drones will go out and plant seeds quickly after forest fires. You're going to see fire warning drones, where drones are monitoring where a spark may may catch on, and so there's advanced warning. You're going to see microgridding communities that are using solar and sharing solar between each other's uh, homes. Mm-hmm. That that's amazing to me. Uh, carbon capture technologies are going to increase in in uh, 2019 is going to these things are already here but they're going to become uh, a voice in the public's uh, square so to speak the other right. part of my Go prediction mm-hmm. the other part of my prediction has to do with the digital self um, we are just starting to see people starting to talk about digital rights for the digital self and what I mean by that is uh, for example, the cable companies right now are are trying to legislate whether the cables themselves, the, the infrastructure, whether that's a part of free speech. Think about that. Think about the implications that might have for the digital self. Does Bonnie have? Does the digital Bonnie have rights to the digital Bonnie, or is that separated? Does Gray have the rights to the Gray Scott digital self? Those are the kinds of things that we're going to start talking about. And of course, because I'm a techno philosopher, that's the kind of thing <laughs> that I'm focused on. I like that. I'll have to talk to the real Bonnie and see if she wants to talk to the digital self, Gray. And I'll see if she wants to share the car and that'll be in the drum set. We'll ha- we'll have to have a serious conversation after this. Thank you. I'll do my own tech philosophizing. Profil Karath, you're up. I have two minutes for you. Go ahead, Profil. Hi, thanks, Bonnie, for having me on the show. Um, you know, as <clears throat> I think when I was on last um, with uh, with an executive of Foot Locker and and we mm-hmm. talked about want-based and need-based retailers, right? The want-based are mostly on the fashion side, the apparel, footwear, and you've got the needs-based. And we said the needs-based is where you're going to find a lot of uh, headwinds into where Amazon is going. And I find that these, as retailers in general, continue to leverage robots and drones and other innovative technologies like AI and ML and turn their vast network of stores into fulfillment centers. And that's been pretty well documented, and we see that in in day-to-day life as we do buy online, pick up in store, or deliver to the home to fight off Amazon and provide this fast delivery option, elevate the customer experience in terms of personalized offering, frictionless commerce, convenience, and providing end-to-end visibility uh, that consumers demand. My prediction is a little bold, um, is that Amazon is actually going to do just the opposite. And I call it bold because I don't think anyone other than Amazon knows what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. And so my actual prediction is that they will turn their fulfillment centers into customer pickup centers. So not, not necessarily stores, but um, you know, contrary to what they started back uh, in their early years, they were a virtual distributor without a warehouse. And today, they have a tremendous network of warehouses. I actually have two within a 30-mile radius. Hmm. And I feel that they're going to leverage that network because they can't get to everything same day. They have a very limited assortment. Now they can expand their product offerings and offer that to customers to come into their warehouses, into their delivery centers, 
and even pick up orders within hours or even minutes. And and to me, that is the big threat is is if I need something, I now can actually drive over, place an order, and pick it up in Amazon within an hour or 45 minutes versus going to another retailer. So that's kind of a my bold prediction. Thank you very much. That's very optimistic. I was looking for positive and I got it. That's part of the I want it now generation. And I think that cuts across all demographic cohorts. David Yonker, I'm ready for you. What are your positive two minutes predictions? David, go ahead. Hi, Bonnie. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, and to build on the on the last comments, actually, so I, I very much see that uh, trend with Amazon as well. You know, I, I I actually wonder whether that was the driver behind the purchase of um, it's slipping my mind, but the big you know the big grocery tra- chain, you know, um, Whole Foods. What? Yeah, Whole Foods. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. but interestingly enough, I think long term um, that that approach will have uh, some challenges actually for Amazon. Um, we, we just, as you uh, may be aware, uh, and likely the guests are not aware, we just published a new study called the Future Customer Experience, Five Essential Trends. And it's looking at what will customer engagement and customer experiences look like in the next five, 10, even 15 mm-hmm. years. Um, and, uh, and in that area, uh, we, we talk about how people are looking to push many things to the background, um, a lot of purchasing decisions, and they're, they're going to be doing that with tools uh, like AI and machine learning. You know, a, we often talk about AI and machine learning as equipping the enterprise. I actually think AI and machine learning is going to really e- equip the customer experience and the consumer. And we're already starting to see that with tools like Google Home, Amazon Alexa. Um, they're fairly simple today, uh, but they're becoming very sophisticated. My prediction in 2019 is that, first off, that those will grow, that the big holiday gift this year will, continue, will be uh, these kinds of tools, Amazon Alexa. Alexa, Google hmm. Home, um, Siri. Um, a lot of people already use them, uh, but my expectation is about, a, uh, according to uh, a study by Adobe, about a third of households in the U.S. actually use these uh, one of those tools. Um, uh, but that number is expected to grow, and the sophistication of those tools is growing quite dramatically. And so my prediction actually is that in 2019, many people will start to use them to order things uh, and have them delivered to their home. Um, or for those who really can't wait, they'll go and pick it up somewhere. Um, my other prediction very quickly on the enterprise side is that companies are going to start really really taking seriously how they market to and how they manage the, the, essentially their, their digital shelf space on tools like Google Home and Amazon Alexa and Siri. Uh, and in fact, actually, I suspect that in 2019, we're going to start hearing people take seriously this idea, idea of AI engine optimization. This is an expansion of what we know as search engine optimization. Early, people are going to start thinking about with all these machine learning and AI algorithms out there, how do I, and them being channels to the customer, how do they um, optimize to be able to operate in those? But, but for those people looking for that great holiday idea for the year, uh, go out and buy your family that Google Home, that Amazon Alexa, or that um, Apple HomePod uh, product. Thank and, you, David. Uh, we got to cut. I just quickly, quickly, a holiday drink. David, what's your favorite holiday drink? And then Gray and Proffle, and then we got to end. David, what are you drinking this holiday? Well, uh, who would ever turn down eggnog? <laughs> Gray Scott, what are you drinking this holiday? 
I've, I've finally broken my addiction to coffee, so I plan to reserve my holiday for drinking more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Praffle Corrence, what are you drinking this holiday? Well, I think from sunup to sundown, it's probably a latte, but definitely uh, a nice single malt um, with uh, one ice would be the one my preferred uh, drink of choice. There you go, David. I think I'm going to get me some get me some eggnog, put some whipped cream on top, a little rum in the bottom of it. That's going to suit me. Gray Scott, thank you so much. Praffle Karan, thank you so much. David Yonker, such a pleasure to have you on. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. It has been, wow, predictions on steroids. We actually had 12 callers today in less than 58 minutes. we got to run, but next week, December 12th, I'll be back right here, 11 a.m. Eastern Coffee Break with Game Changers with, I think we have 14 guests next week with more predictions. Shout out to Jackie Prouse, my colleague who's blogging about all of this. And thank you to Aaron, our intrepid engineer at the Business Channel team. Here's my call to action. Veet, veet, Bonnie, fast, fast. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today and have a great holiday. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.